All right, we've made it to episode nine of today's podcast, Preaching Young, episode nine. Y'all said we couldn't make it to four, and here we are at episode nine. I'm proud of uh, today, and I'm proud of our people. Uh, we should probably introduce ourselves. My name is Aiden Crozier. I am the pastor here at Trinity Southern Baptist Church in Falmouth, Kentucky, population of 15, little. That's Pendleton. In our county, that is 15,000. You're all right. Oh, yeah, I don't know what it is in Falmouth. Five, seven, seven thousand, maybe. Go ahead. Okay. Anyway, my name's Andrew Baker. What do you do? I am the youth leader here, worship leader here. Yep. That's and one of my many titles. I am Brittany. I am the secretary. No, and no. Administrative assistant. Administrative assistant. Oh, I am the administrative assistant. <laughs> and today's podcast is brought to you by Paul's Tip Makers. Tip Makers. Paul Tip Makers. For all of your tent making needs, contact Paul. That's all I got for the sponsor. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got for the sponsors. We, get better at sponsors. we we need to spend a little bit of time on that. Uh, so if you would like to sponsor our podcast, please reach out. But listen, I'm excited. Today has been a fun and filled day. It's technically Wednesday here. Uh, we're recording this a little bit, a couple days earlier than we normally would. Uh, and you just got done preaching. It was actually very awesome. It was fun. What would you preach on? Uh, I preached on Romans chapter 10, which uh, pretty much just talks about how we should be the hands and feet of God. And uh, Paul is addressing the fact that, uh, you know, he's calling everybody. He's calling them out, saying, how can they believe? How can they How can they hear of someone if you don't tell them? What's, what's, what got you inspired to do that? Outreach. What about it? Just everything. About, everything about outreach. Because it, right now, we are in a season of, what do you call it? pandemic Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. We're in a pandemic. Quarantine. We're in a quarantine. A season of quarantine. Hey, whatever it is. But it's very interesting to watch all these churches. We've talked about this a lot of time, a lot, a lot on this podcast. Yeah. It's just interesting to see all these churches. Uh, what their view on, on yeah, outreach what, is. Yeah, what they think about outreach, where, uh, you know, why they're waiting so long to do outreach. Right. Anything. anything. I, saw, I saw a pastor, Pastor John Groves. Shout out to Pastor John Groves. Uh, and he actually just put on, on his uh, Facebook, he has this thing that says, you know, sermons don't make disciples. And he's exactly right. So many, so many times we think that, you know, just preaching on Sundays is going to be enough or, uh, you know, just little things, just having church is, is good enough. But those aren't the things that make disciples. Those aren't the things that's going to help build up God's kingdom. It's people that are actually going to sit there and build relationships with people and they're going to encourage one another and lift each other up and check on each other and hold each other accountable. Those are the things that are going to really help us uh, do more than what we're doing. And I think sometimes we get into the routine of church. We get in the routine of church and and it really breaks my heart. We're doing this. I'm doing a new series this Sunday called The Church Defined. Church and, Defined. And this is kind of the thing that, you know, I'm really going to challenge our church because I think as we start to regather here soon, you know, the things that I really want to challenge our church is that, you know, we don't need to be st- stuck in the routine, right? We don't want to get into the rut of, of just Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday morning. And that we call that church. That's not church. And biblically speaking, that's, I don't know. I was trying to find this out. I was trying to do research from the Google uh, yesterday because I was trying to figure out where, who came up with that that tradition who came up with Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Good. Right. I don't know who came up with it. It's not biblical, right. Doing it that in that order. I've even seen one church on Thursday night. You could do a church on Thursday. You could do a church on Thursday night. You could do it. It's just interesting to me. So, you know, I think we just have to be very careful not to get stuck in our routine or our rut, especially when it comes to outreach, right? Outreach has to be 
um, important to us. We talk about it all the time. I feel like we're, I feel I think, like I think we do. I think that seems to be the major theme of all of our. It had, but it, it, the reason it's a major theme is because it's it's, it's, uh, it's very essential and it's an important part of what it's we're very doing. Important. And I think I hit on that pretty well in my sermon today. I, let's talk about our outreach that we've done, even just from the march. Right, we delivered cards to our local businesses. We fed a thousand students lunches. The, uh, while they were on spring break. While they're the, on uh, spring break, the school, the school provided us. Not they provided us food. Two hundred. They only they gave enough. us two. They gave us two hundred meals. Yeah, we ended up food. we ended up having to provide an extra eight hundred of it's that. Fine. We ended up doing it. Yeah. for a week. Um, it was extra awesome. I mean, just we we've been. I think the number one hundred twenty eight. I think we fed one hundred twenty eight essential workers of the last three weeks. Uh, just giving them lunches, showing them that we care for them. We've done goodie bags to all of our members. We've done so much as far as outreach, and I, I think it's important for us to do those things. And I've been encouraged by them. And. And I know we're, we're getting some stuff planned for uh, seniors and, and all that stuff. But, man, outreach is so important to a church and it has to be a driving force for the church because uh, the community is not going to come inside your church. You have to go out into the community. It has to be that way. And I like something that you said because all the things that you just listed are very simple things. things. It doesn't cost any money to do. Nope. Really, it's very simple. And I think people overlook that. They try to make it complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's an, that's the understatement of the century. I, I get phone calls from pastors all the time. They're like, Abram, what team, you know, you must have a team of like 30 people doing this. It's like, nah, unfortunately we don't. Right? Like they think, Abram, you, you must have a team of people helping come up with the graphics and videos, editing your videos. I mean, not just, just me and my little cell phone. Right. So uh, people, amazing. it's amazing. It, in the world we live in today. It's amazing what you can do with little. And I think God blesses. Well, God can do much with with little, right? So um, we have to make sure that we're just being committed and obedient to what God has called us to do. Amen, brother. Uh, so anyway, I'm excited. Listen, we're, we're we've been given the green light to reopen our churches on on uh, the May 20th. Technically, technically, I think they can meet right now. Really, I, it, I thought it was last Sunday. Yeah, last Sunday. technically, you can. But our governor has asked us to wait till May 20th, and uh, so we have tried to be respectful of that and we're opening on may 24th are y'all excited about opening are you nervous are you worried uh, are think, you uh, i think i'll speak for a lot of people and people are excited to get back people want uh, i don't know if people enjoy hearing the new normal because i don't know how i don't know how they feel about that but i i think i just think getting back getting back to church getting back to going to restaurants any of this stuff i feel like people are anxious i feel like people want to do it they're excited yeah I'm and I'm excited. I, it's it's a it's a hard thing to preach to to uh, nobody, right? Yeah. You did you just did it tonight? How how was it? It's interesting. I, I, I don't know if it was harder, but it was definitely a different way of doing it. No, there's no there's well, no feedback. Normally when I norm, yeah when you're preaching normally, I mean, for me, I have to feed off the crowd. Yeah. Like you know, like if people are like giving me like a different look or like. You know, if they think a joke is funny, then... Or if they don't think a joke is funny, you can move on real quick. Yeah, I can kind of pivot and just keep going, but... Yeah, I don't know, it's definitely interesting. It's definitely interesting preaching to nothing. Yeah, so we're, so I'm excited to, to finally get, you know, see people's faces when I'm preaching and and uh, and know that they're actually there because sometimes I think online you don't know if they're actually listening or who's listening, so it's point. it's going to be nice to be able to just see faces. It'll be nice to be able to sing together and... and uh, and, and more importantly, I think even more, we, we called all of our members today to check on them, see how they were doing. But I think being able to, you know, look them in face to face and see how they're actually holding up and see how they're actually doing. I think that's going to be really big for me is because I worry about everybody and I, I miss everybody. And, and uh, I know 
through text messages and even phone calls, you don't always get the full picture. Right. Sometimes you need to be face to face. So I'm excited to get face to face and see how everybody's doing and should be interesting. But I'm also a little cautious. You know, I'm also yeah. a little cautious. This virus is a real thing. I think sometimes we we you know, you either get you get into a point half the half the people think it's not real, half the people think it's real, but it is a real thing and uh, we want to be as cautious as we can. Because the reality is, if we're not cautious, they're just going to close us down again. So we want to yeah, make sure. Yeah, regardless of your opinion. Yeah, regardless of your opinion. Yeah, so we want to be cautious and make sure that there's no reason for anybody to say, well, we need to do this over again or we need to stop, right? So uh, let's talk about some things that we're doing and putting in place to um, keep our members safe. Some stuff that we're doing is we're going to have sanitation stations where you can just go and get some hand sanitizer. We're going to have disposable masks as they come in. So if they want to wear a mask, which we're not we're not enforcing people have to wear masks. But, you know, we're saying, hey, if you can if you want, you can. If you don't, that's okay too. which that's one thing that I think might get a little difficult is different other people's opinions because there is so many opinions. So. How do you and, think and gonna- well, and that's the thing is, uh, and we're we're going to try to be as clear as we can that, you know, if, if you are going to walk in here and you're going to be uncomfortable with people not wearing masks, you probably shouldn't come. If you're going to walk in here and you're going to be uncomfortable with people wearing masks, you probably shouldn't come. Uh, if you're okay with with, hey, I'm gonna I'm wearing a mask f- for my benefit. Or I'm not, or I don't care, and I don't really care what happens. Like it's going to be up to you. It's going to be your prerogative, and and you're going to have to live with the decision. Uh, we're not going to enforce it mainly because who who am I to enforce anything? I'm right. I'm just a preacher, right? So uh, I think uh, I think people we're we're setting it up so that people. I was gonna say, yeah, we're gonna do we're doing we're doing everything we can as far as the yes, church goes. we're doing everything Take we can. Out offering. You know, pass the plate, take out the greeting time. Yeah, we, like that. yeah, Colton's going to be building us an offering plate thing that he, we, you know, you can just slide money in at right. the back of the church. So we're doing everything we can. Yeah. And as far as, you know, enforcing what people are going to do, you can't do that. No. And, and for me, I just, I, you know, I want to encourage us to love each other and to, and to know that not everybody has the same opinion as you. And uh, not everybody can wear a mask. I know that some people, there's breathing issues and there's medical issues and, and so really it's nobody's business if you wear one or not. So uh, we're going to try our best to be as, as smart as we can to put in place as many things that we can to make sure that we like we took out the hymns and the, and the Bibles. That, that, yeah, and the pens. That way people aren't touching it and touching it because we're doing two services that day, which is um, not normal for us here at Trinity. Um, we're going to do two services and we're going to hopefully split the church in half, hopefully. Um, and we're going to see how it goes. The other thing is. I don't know how long this will last. I don't know if we'll do two services for a month or two. I don't know if we'll only do it for a couple of weeks and then say, you know, we're good. I mean, I don't know. It's really, we're really, this is like. We'll, we'll, we'll really know. Come May 24th. Yeah, we'll know May 24th, we'll but we're playing this by ear um, to the umph degree. And it's it's surprising to me to see there are some churches who are, you know, they're planning for August. They're playing for October. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I can't even. I don't even know what next week looks like. And part of that, because I was, I was, I was asking about this. Why, why? What's the benefit of somebody waiting? And I heard that a lot of churches are waiting because of kids. Here's the thing. I love this. Uh, this, this, uh, a pandemic has caused families to worship together in their homes. Mm. And I think that's so funny because one of the things we don't do a children's church at this church. Uh, I believe in having kids worshiping with you. I believe, 
Yeah, I believe having a multi-generational cert. Yeah, we want we want kids to be able to see their parents cry and pray and sing hymns. We want them to learn those those uh, those motions and movements. And part of the reason is because you grew up that way. You, I grew up that way. Yep. Your dad was a pastor, so. And not only that, but I learned. So then, I, it was so much easier for me to take over a church because I knew or do anything, right? When I became a youth, when a worship leader, youth leader, those things were already instilled in me. So I knew, I knew the motions and the cadences and the, just everything about a church service just from growing up in church. And I think it helped me transition a lot better because we always go, why are the 18 year olds leaving church? It's because they never were in church. They don't know what church is. And when you, when you're, when you grow up in children's church and, and even now that you, you know, you can stay in youth throughout service, and then they go, okay, well, now you're 18, you're adult, you need to set through service. It's, it's They're not used to it. So you have to be very careful. And I just think it's very funny because uh, I've been watching parents on Facebook and they'll be like, my kids like singing the songs with us. And they're, they're uh, you know, all week long, they're, they're saying things that the preacher said on Sunday. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, why, <laughs> that's why we have church. That's why we have kids in church on Sundays because, uh, uh, they they do learn that stuff, and they do we do see those motions going through there. And, and I'll get phone calls all the time from parents that be like, you know, my kid during uh, during the dinner table says, and all of God's people say Amen, right? Because we do that in our service. So those are the things that I think are are fun to watch. And I think we I think we uh, we assume that kids are just kids. Yep. No, but I mean, kids learn based upon watching. Like they they watch us, they watch you, they watch they watch everybody. And I, so that's how they learn. So you put them in a service, you put them in a separate building in a in a, in a school Sunday school room or whatever. They they don't learn anything about how church works because you don't put them in church. Well, but when they're in church, they get to see those things. They see you cry, they see you worship, like you said. Yeah. So. The other thing is with that is I think some parents want to put it all on like Sunday school teachers, yes, yes, leaders, stuff like that to actually teach their kids about Jesus and who He is and the gospel. And you can't do that. Yep. I mean, I think the most encouraging thing. It, from me growing up was seeing my parents have a relationship with God. And I'm like, Oh, I can connect with them through having a relationship with yeah. Jesus. As, as a church, things. as a church, as, as worse, as a youth leader, speaking for myself, at least as you know, when, when students, you know, youth show up to our Sunday school classes or on Wednesday nights, we should just be encouraging them, refreshing them, giving them new things, new ideas. I mean, the majority of the work should be done at home. Really, ultimately, think about it. I mean, and and I've heard I've heard a pastor once say, you know, we don't want kids in there because we're talking about serious, mature things. I'm like, what are you talking about? What <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like we're, we're talking about like they if they're really young, they don't understand it anyway, right? When they get older, like they need to hear this stuff. They need to hear what a sin is. They need to understand it. it I'd rather them hear it in church and hear it in by a secular world or to being taught to them in school. You got, parents would be amazed at how many things kids' eyes go on. If your kid, if your kids on Snapchat, you better believe they're seeing inappropriate things multiple times a day. And the thing is, they already know. Yep. They already know all these things. They know what sin is because they see it every day. Yep. At a young age. And at you can't a very young hide age. them from it. No. That's the world we live in. And I and I don't I don't know any church that's talking about such a mature topic or thing that, that a kid can't, that a kid can't yeah. hear. If, if you're doing it, if it's that mature of what you're saying, then you, then you're doing it wrong anyway. And, and uh, you probably shouldn't be doing it, but um, it is, it's very interesting to me. And, and uh, I, I even know some churches that are waiting till June 15th because, or, or I guess it would be whatever that Sunday is after June 15th, uh, because that's when they're letting um, 
you know, daycare and youth start back up. And I know they're waiting for them because they're like, you know what, our kids, I just don't think our kids will set in church. And it's like, yeah, they won't set in church because they never had to before. Like get them in that routine of setting in church. And, and uh, I mean, we have countless of stories of kids that have, you know, were rowdy when they first started. But when you when they start doing it every Sunday, it becomes a habit. They know exactly what to expect come Sunday morning. They know that they're going to be quiet because there's a prayer. And, and um, so it's important to. Uh, get your kids in there. I think it's what's going to save our our churches in the in the next generation. It's not going to be these mega churches. It's not going to be prosperity gospel. It's not going to be uh, praise and worship band. It's going to be kids learning the motions. Kids becoming leaders inside their churches, and uh, that I mean that's how else are they going to learn how to run a church if they if they're not given an opportunity to see how churches run or given the opportunity to, to to lead in some way, shape, or form. Well, like you said, they're the next generation. So yep. You know, we're expecting them to step up and take over the church and, yep. you know, continue doing what the church is supposed to do. But if we don't show them, we don't, you know, we don't lead them in, in the way of doing it. They're never going to know what to do. You and, don't just give a kid a book. Right. Tell them to read it. You practice the words over and over yep. again until they get it. That's a good it. way to put it. And a, part, and a part of it is we need to start teaching our young kids how to, min- how to minister. Let me let's say it that way. We need to teach our young kids how to minister to the older generation because i think a lot of times we especially when we when we have like because there's some churches that really look for uh leadership in in their youth but then they'll say all right well your first place should be the youth leading the youth which is a good place for them to be but at some point we have to start teaching these younger generations how to teach the older generation the ones who are retiring the ones who are tired the ones who can't preach anymore right or can't teach anymore they just physically can't and so we need to start learning the the we have to wait, wait. We have to start mentoring young people. Then we have to start teaching them how to lead the older generation. Yep. Yeah. One thing that we actually had here at Trinity is um, Youth Sunday. Yeah. And I was amazed about how many of our older congregation was just blown away of our youth and saying like, "Wow, this is so awesome that you guys are doing this." They love that the youth ran the service. They love that someone younger than them was giving them the message, yes. giving them songs to sing. They were amazed by it. And I think some pastors think in their head, well, my, my congregation would not like that because they're older. Who wants to listen to someone younger than them preach the word to them? Yeah. I think but you're I right there. It was, thing. that was, that I heard a lot of encouragement that Sunday, not for me, but just older people in the church saying how encouraged they were by seeing all the kids doing everything, collecting offering, you know, leading worship. It, they were very encouraged by it. And so we, and we still use our, our students in our services, yeah, right? So Even good. still through Bible readings and, and different things. What well, does two things. Puts them involved in church. Yep. And, yeah. and some, we even rely on our students a lot. If, if someone can't lead worship, if Andrew couldn't lead worship, we know we could go to a few of our youth and be yep. like, hey, we have this opportunity. Do you want to do it? And most of the time they'll step up and say, yeah, I want to do that. And those are great opportunities for youth to be out there practicing church, practicing the gospel, practicing sharing people, sharing with people the gospel. I also think it helps that that you guys are so involved in the service, right? I think it helps for them to say, oh, if Andrew can lead worship, no offense, (laughs) no offense, but you know, (laughs) or if if Brittany can do that, you know, I think, I think it's really, uh, I think it motivates them as well to see, you know, the, the, the people that they are looking up to on Wednesday nights leading the, the service on Sunday mornings. I think it, I think it helps them. I think it puts in perspective, you know, these are the guys that are, that are teaching me and they, they're not only teaching me, but then they're also leading, you know, my parents. I think it's, I think it really says a lot. So, um, you know, being involved, I think is very important. And, and, um, you know, 
family worship is more important. I think family worship is is going to be the key the to growing, yeah, the growing the church. Which probably is probably you know I, I saw an article that said are are churches acting like malls in the midst of um, Amazon? Amazon. Now, what do y'all think about this? Well, first off, explain that. Well, what do you think? What do you th- like? Because malls are, are outdated and maybe maybe malls probably wasn't the great one maybe they should have said walmart or something or brick and mortars like our church is the, the brick and mortar in the midst of amazon amazon is rocking and rolling i don't even shop anywhere else to be honest with you except for right, amazon everyone's uh, you talk about anything anything i mean what what is there not to get from amazon on your desk in your office, you have a black. Well, and you don't even have to leave your house. If it's not, I do have a, I do, I do. One of my members, one of our members made me a no, no, it was number one customer, number one customer. But, uh, you know, I think it's a good point though, because, you know, the way that we, if we focus on the building, right, which is the way like, you know, uh, the brick and mortar stores focused on the building, if we're not paying attention to what, Walmart's a great example. I used to work at Walmart. I love Walmart too, uh, but Walmart, I think, is is doing a, a well, a pretty good job of balancing, you know, the store in store person thing, but also online. online. Now they need more cashiers. I think if they had more <laughs> cashiers, they they would be killing the in store thing. So is there a way that we can balance this as a church so that we're not just the brick and mortar store that's you know relying on customers from from 1990s to walk in their doors you know can we sit there and and utilize both i think that's the biggest question are we doing it effectively can we be more effective can we bring in better technology of course great questions questions. and i think this pandemic has helped us see that online is beneficial and, I, and we said it before. I hope it doesn't stop either. I hope, like when the, you know, when we, when we attend normal. Now we have a date. Well, we have a date for Kentucky. Well, and, and this is a good point. I think we'll we will see firsthand when it does when we all start going back to churches. The ones that stop because there are going there's a bunch. I know for a fact there's a bunch of churches that are going to stop this online stuff. So we're going to be able to see firsthand the churches that stop online and see how how effective they are. Than the ones who continue it on, we're gonna we're gonna be able to see it in real time on on how how big of a difference it's gonna be. Yeah, you're right. Now, what I would like to try to do, and this is something that we we need to focus on probably too, is how do we get people to respond online? I think that's the hardest thing. Like they're responding in in, in sporadically. We we hear people throughout the week message us and and uh, you know want to make decisions and stuff. But you know how do we make sure it's as as, as effective online as it is? Uh, in person, I don't really know what the answer of that is. Yeah, it's still something trying to figure out. Now, that's the beauty of it. There's a be- there's a, there's this guy that started. I wish I should have did more research before we started, but he did on. And now maybe I'll try to find this before. We'll we'll take a break. I'll try to look him up and I'll give it to you his name. But there's a there's this young guy that started an online church like just recently, and I, I can't remember the number, but it was like it was outrageous how many people responded and and uh, made a profession of faith. Online, just online. And I think those are the guys that we're going to have to really start to look at on how to move forward, how they're doing it, because uh, that's what we do in life. We just have to take what we see and move forward. But let's let's take a break. Let me look up, up who that guy is. And when we come back, I'll, I'll talk about him. We'll wrap it up with some uh, final, thoughts today. final thoughts and then uh, we'll call it a, a, a day. All right. Don't go to work.
All right, we're back from our break. This is Preaching Young, <laughs> sponsored by Paul Tentmaker. Paul's tent making. Tent making. Gosh. For all your tent making needs. <laughs> I apologize. I put on a. I've been eating these. I've been trying to eat these. We were de- we delayed bags. the beginning of our podcast today because Abrams just chewing on these little peppermints, and then we They're delayed. So good, man. And I, I was, I. Uh, then they go, let's go live. And I'm like, I can't. I got to chew this real quick. So we had to wait for him. So we apologize. So anyway, to, to continue our discussion from last time. He found the guy. Found the guy. This guy This guy is a pastor of, uh, they call it Digital Church. He's the pastor of Digital Church. His name is Grayson Bearden. I don't know anything about him. I don't know his theology or nothing. But it said Grayson's the pastor of a Digital Church that meets each week. And they hosted their very first digital baptism service on Easter where he baptized over 100 converts who accepted Christ, have been discipled, and now attend his weekly services, many of whom come from Muslim or atheist families where they are unable to attend church. So, I mean, those are the things that we have to really, 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 really start looking uh, into if we want to see how to have church in the future, right? Um, it's, it's the digital realm, and these guys are, are experts in it, and uh, I, try to, I try my best to I'll lend an ear to them just because uh, it's uncharted territory for us, for sure. What are your thoughts on online church? I think online church is great. Like you said, it reaches a bunch of different people. Like I would have never thought about um, atheists that's maybe in a family that's all atheists where they don't feel comfortable saying, oh, I just went to church or yeah. Muslims that have to hide that they're Christians or family. I personally never thought about that. So that's awesome. I've never thought about it that way. But I also think that it is very important to yes. have a community that you can go to and you can count on. We were talking about, <laughs> sorry, we were talking about Matt Chandler. Uh, when Matt Chandler does his sermons uh, online, like if you go to YouTube uh, to the Village Church and look, watch one of his sermons, not saying I'm, I support Matt Chandler either. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about these guys. But you go to Matt Chandler. They are. Matt Chandler will literally, he'll begin his service with an introduction that literally says, hey, appreciate you listening to the sermon. I appreciate you tuning in and, and using this as a resource. But this does not replace the local church. You need to be in a local church and pour into that local church. And yeah. I think that's a wonderful thing. I don't, I've never heard any other. I was going to say, I think that. we, I think we talked about the fact that I don't know other, no other, body, nobody's doing that. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's saying, watch this, which I think, I think he hits, I think it's good. It's a good idea. It's a good thing he's Great saying idea. that because then he's saying, yeah, watch our, watch our, watch our stuff, you know, watch elevation, watch whoever, Nothing watch wrong big churches. Watching. Yeah. But he says also go, go to your local church. Yes. But if you're using that as a, as a, as a, re, as a church, as a church, then, yeah. then you're, then you're missing out on the benefits of a church. There's, there's a reason that we do have the building. There's a reason that we do meet every Sunday, Sunday night. When, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Don't let it, don't let it replace. And the same thing goes now in quarantine, you know, don't let, don't let online service, online church replace coming to church because and i think we're seeing a blend in that which is you have the people that are at church all the time i think they are now really realizing the impact that church has on them like the the benefit of church but then you have a mesh it's meshed with people online that go you know i have no idea i, I didn't know that church was even this nice i didn't realize that I, it was very this relaxing and i i pray that we we have to, as a church, we, especially as we regather, we have to be visitor focused because we will start to get visitors. People are start are going to say, you know what, I, I'm comfortable enough with the service online that maybe I'm going to step into that church. Maybe I'm going to try them out. Maybe, I, maybe I'm going to see. And if we're not inwardly focused, if we're not visitor focused, excuse me, if we're not visitor focused, then we really are going to miss something really big. And I've, I've said this for years, like 
9-11 brought a lot of people to the church because they had a lot of questions. And the church, we got big-headed real quick. We thought they were there because of something we were styles doing. Yeah, or, yeah we're, we, we started doing praise and worship, and now they're showing up. And then they left uh, big time. I mean, they, they left. They It was an exodus inside of our churches. And I think this is another opportunity where God's going to open up the floodgates inside of our churches. And if we are focused only on our members or we're only focused on you know, inside the building, we're going to miss out on a big, big, big opportunity. So I hope we're hope we're con- conscious of that. You're good. That's a good good point. Good point. I appreciate it, brother. <laughs> anyway, business. Brittany was just hold on. Brittany, Brittany was we caught Brittany in La La Land. Oh my yeah. god! Come back to Earth for a minute. Let's I talk am... about Brittany. Let's talk about Brittany. Okay. We should have like a. Here segment. I go, guys. I'm gonna get roasted. <laughs> we can, let's call this next segment. Uh, what should we call it? Uh, roast uh, no, no we're not gonna roast we'll you. Get, we'll get sued. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> thoughts about Brittany. We could do thoughts about Brittany. Oh, thanks. Let's Brittany, Brittany can't participate in this segment. Wreck or uh, uh, things I've noticed about Brittany. Oh, that's a good one. Whoa! This week, okay, that's good. This, this, week, this is good. This is gonna be a reoccurring here's thing. What, here's what I've noticed about Brittany this week. Sometimes she acts like she has places to go. <laughs> Which is the funny thing because we live we live uh, at least half an hour away from church, if not more. Brittany lives more than that. But I drive, okay? I drive to church. So I drive we're on my time. We're on, we're on my time, okay? You know what I mean? So I'm picking up here. So I'm getting so out here. I just want to say. She's always in a rush. I agree. Anybody that's ever met her or maybe you're a fan and you're going to meet her out in the store or something of this podcast, you're a fan of this podcast, and you meet Brittany. And you're gonna sit there and go, "Wow, she really seemed like she had somewhere to go." She really doesn't. That's just that's just how she is, right? It's a very good point. No. Things I've noticed about this Brittany is your this week. hold on. This is your segment. You can't comment. <laughs> okay, let's hear oh it. Keep goodness. going. That's Anything all. Else? That's all I've noticed. That is true. This this week in particular has been a lot of a uh, rush. In a yeah, in a rush. That's, <laughs> that's the word for it. I am not in a rush. I enjoy being here. I like you guys. Sometimes. She's getting really defensive. <laughs> when you get defensive, that's uh. They say that that's key for a lie. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Listen. Well. <laughs> anyway, that segment's over. <laughs> and I, I hate to bring this up for the third week in a row, but we um, have been talking about Michael Jordan to Britney <laughs> for three weeks. As a matter of fact, I just showed her a picture today. We this literally picture, just. <laughs> well, I post this picture. Send it to me. I'll post this one. Okay, I will. <laughs> Michael Jordan and LeBron James side by side. Both holding championship rings. I'm like, she has no idea who they are. And they're both holding. They're and both wearing talking. their respective yes, uniforms. Cleveland and Chicago. They're both holding trophies. They both have yes. nothing hiding their faces. Nope. LeBron had a hat on, but that wouldn't make a yeah, difference. One of them had sunglasses. Yeah, I think Michael had sunglasses. Okay, well. whatever the point is, it's Michael Jordan. Yes. I mean, it was very clear who they are. And she still was like, Kobe mm, Bryant. <laughs> It really breaks my heart. So we're working on her. Well, I, I, pray that, like uh, I just pray that at the end of the day. If you're watching our YouTube, on Abram Crozier Ministries uh, on YouTube, you can uh, justify this for yourself. Yes. So. All right. I'm going to do two final thoughts. Yep. How many final thoughts? We had two last week. So we're going to have two again this yeah, week. Yeah, we're going to have two again. I'll start with my first one, which is this. Thank you for watching and listening to our podcast. We. I'll second that one. I, here's the thing. My I've, I live by two simple principles in life. Simplicity and consistency. Wow, I've heard that one a million times. <laughs> and everything that we do, we want to be we want to be simple, and and we also want to be consistent. And uh, this is not a professional podcast. We don't have any fancy. Well, these microphones are actually pretty cool. Yeah, don't say they're not fancy because Andrew might. I spent a lot of money on these things. Okay, <laughs> uh, but we don't have anything. You know, it's not a fancy thing. And, and uh, but 
we want to be consistent in giving these podcasts out. And and every time that we see comments or questions that we get to email, which we didn't, I don't even know if you've given out the it's email. A, it's in our outro now. So if you stick around to the end of the episode, you hear the outro, which I, I bring up the sorry, uh, email. But that's okay. <laughs> sorry, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, well, yeah, the email is preaching young. The emails, the comments, the likes, the shares, all those things are, are beneficial to us. And, Very much. And it encourages us and... You know, it, it helps us move every week to do something else. And, and anyway, I'm encouraged by it. And so hopefully we'll be able to do this for us a year. If not, we'll blame Brittany. Thank you. If we, yeah, for some reason this podcast ends up going kaplunk, it's Brittany's fault. <laughs> Probably because she was in a rush to get out. <laughs> anyway. Oh my goodness. Brittany, what are you doing? Okay. <laughs> Listen, let's talk about this too. Brittany just graduated. Yeah, I did. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so, pretty sure we went over this last. No, we didn't. No, okay. About that question, that we I know for a fact we didn't go. Okay. So what? I think I can add a, a applause sound effect in there. So I'll do that right now. <laughs> yeah. Go. Do that. <laughs> so listen, <laughs> what are your plans for the summer? What are your plans? All right, guys. So we have church camp planned. Church. That was bad. We have church camp planned for the first week of July. That's well, unfortunately, that'll be canceled. But I Probably. really want to take this time to you know. Backpack on Europe? <laughs> no, figure out where God wants me to go with my life. Try to decide what I want to do. Don't rush God, though. She's setting herself up for rushing because summer is yeah, only no, so long. I'm God. not rushing God. If he says, Brittany, I don't think you should do this, then guess what? I'm not going to do it. But well, you my your thing back turned to us. Because you guys are being very aggressive towards oh, yeah, me. Yeah, she's got her shoulder turned. And I feel she's very like, She is zoned out of our conversation. I feel attacked. So this is my, Sorry. what's it called? Defense mechanism. Yeah. You're undecided this summer. Right? Yeah. I'm undecided. That's a good way to put it. But hey, I'm going to be doing work in either way. These are the things that I hate about this virus. Final thoughts. This is official final thoughts. Divisiveness. Uh, Divisiveness. Can you explain? It's a big word. Can you explain that, please? I mean, I'm a college graduate. I don't even know what that means. I have to explain to these these guys. They're from Campbell County. Wow. Okay. uh, Divisiveness. So, one thing that this virus has, has caused... Vision. Is division right? Oh, just played by <laughs> played by the media, played on by politics, played on by churches even. But the the division that that we are seeing is just really unbelievable to me. Uh, people are divided on everything, right? You're divided on the government. You're divided on the president. You're divided on if the virus is real or not. You're divided on the if churches should open or not. You're divided on the masks if you should wear a mask or not. Uh, the division is unbelievable, and people are very firm in where they're when where they're at. Right, they're firm on it. Yeah. Now, me as a pastor, I, I've tried to live by one rule. I call it the Furtick rule. Now, again, I don't, you know, support Furtick or not. I could care less. But he doesn't ever talk about politics during his sermons. And so we we try to do the same thing. We don't want to talk about politics or uh, really because it doesn't benefit God. My opinion on politics does not benefit. Is not going to. Benefit. If anything, it hurts. Yeah. Because because if someone looks at you, witness, it'll hurt it. Yeah, it'll hurt your witness. Thank you. Yeah. Keep going. It's good. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. No, you're right. But I think that's important. If it's not going to benefit your witness, then why say it? Yes. Like, why say it it at all? If it does more harm than it does benefit, then then there's no reason to bring it up. There's no reason. Because it doesn't, like, who I support in a president does not win me over people. Like, it's like, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. So we try not to bring in politics on anything. Sometimes you guys will share stuff that I'm like, oh. Me? What, what, what you are you by my code? <laughs> my thing is, we follow the verdict rule pretty well. All right, yeah, sometimes. But every once in a while, y'all will be like, I'm going to share this. 
I think, I, think you, I think you did on National Day of Prayer. You, you probably you did. A, you made a. I just shared the National Day of Prayer saying that President Trump. Ah, politics. Politics. Yeah, politics. It's not politics. She didn't know she did it. She didn't know she did it. Okay, I'm sorry, but if something benefits Christianity, so someone big shares something, even if it's just a thing as National Day of Prayer, then you know what? That's cool because how many people see that? Just being honest, how many people see that? It's the president, so probably a lot of people. A lot of people. What do you mean? Exactly. That's my thing. <laughs> and the other thing is, is just contradicts the point. I do think Abram does do a good job of this. Don't mean to give him a big head, but <laughs> just filled the room. But and we're in a pretty big room. Yes. Yes. I yeah. know I do. Okay. Go ahead. Are you gonna let me finish? No, I'm not gonna say it now. Nope. Keep this in mind for next week on uh, final thoughts or you know pretty thoughts on the week or whatever. I will keep this in mind. She do this. She'll, she'll shut down. No, I'm not. Sure. Yeah, no, that's what next week could be. This week she's rushing. No, next I week she's shutting down. I do anyway, think Abram does a good job of this because, in all honesty, it what it doesn't matter what President Trump says, what uh, who's another Bernie Bashir? Sanders, Andy Bashir, anybody. They uh, it doesn't matter. It matters what God says is yes. right. It doesn't matter. Amen. It does not matter either other way. A good one. It's what God and says is right and what God says is wrong. To quote. To quote Michael Jordan, Republicans buy sneakers too. What? And uh, okay, to to tie that in, uh, re- Republicans He's are Christians him. too. C- Democrats are Christians too. Like when I preach, I'm not preaching to Democrats. I'm not preaching to Republicans. I'm not preaching to Independents. Like I'm preaching to God's people. Yeah, that's and true. And so, uh, and here's the thing: I'm, I've been really trying to push is, you know what? God, Jesus Christ, died for our enemies. Mm-hmm. He didn't just die for Abram. He didn't just die for my, the people in my church or the people in my circle. But he also died for my enemies. You know, he died for the for the passion that gets on my nerves. He died for the for the he died for the you know the family members that get on my nerves. He died for my enemies. So uh, I have to try to love those people in the same way. And uh, sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Sometimes you know they gets the best of me. But uh, that's a good thing to leave one. You know. But I, but I, do, I hate the divisiveness. God loves your enemy. And we're gonna and here's the thing we're gonna see even more divisiveness as the days and months mm. go by mm-hmm. you know what I, I think one of the things we were talking about when church reopens you know there's going to be a divide automatically of the masks and the non-masks and the singers and the non i believe we call it mask shaming yeah mask shaming and we're going to see that and it's, it's just divides us more and we don't need to be divided this is the time when when christians should unite show the world we're united and then uh, really get on the on the getting the gospel because the fact of the matter is what we all have the same goal as christians right Hopefully. Should be should should have the same goal. I hope so. Which is just spread the I news. Know a lot of people that don't have that same goal. Spread the gospel. I know a lot of I know a lot of churches are just like, nah, we're good. We're just trying to do our own thing. Real and, sad, huh? Uh, that is sad. So, but you know, what I just did I just did a little bit of divisiveness right there. I just threw a little divisiveness there, and I apologize. Wow. <laughs> I think your head got too big. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is the greatest thing about this podcast. And this is why we're going to do it for the rest of my life. <laughs> Brittany talk good about me because it's the only time she will. That is true. She doesn't do this. I can I can vouch for that. She <laughs> yeah, never she saying. never says anything good about Abram until we're on the until podcast, on the and then we're on air, and then it's just like <laughs> Abram's the best guy ever. No, I, I think they can tell that. Uh, I think here's let me just let you on a little secret, guys. All you listeners out there, I think they're more alike than they think. Oh, I know it. That's why. I, that's why they drives butt me nuts. <sighs> all right. What are you doing, Brittany? She's <laughs> picking off her fingernail polish. Right, you couldn't have picked a better time to do this. Kept, We're in the middle listen, of the best podcast on earth. Let me tell you this, and I was way in this here. I was I was uh, preaching on a revival, and I was trying to get my point across that you know if you want to be an effective pastor, 
it's not just the preaching that's going to do it, right? You have to you have to get dirty. You know, you have to let the kids run around and scream. And I, and I was explaining that every Monday I vacuum the church, right? Because I want that church cleaned. And uh, here we go. So I vacuum the church, and guess what? I vacuum every Monday. Fingernail clippings. Girls do that. And so I, I was explaining this to the church. I was explaining this to this church, and everybody got so upset with me. They're like, "Ew, a mod- one one." My clean lady got mad because she's like, "I'm supposed to." She just called her out. <laughs> Number two, and other other people were like, "Hey, why'd you say that? What if it's somebody you know?" Like, and then I'm like, "No, no, I know who's doing it. It's Brittany. <gasps> it is not me. It's right under her Guys. Queue. Listen. And today it proves it as well. And she's all literally the, doing it right now. You can't see table, it on the podcast, even on the video portion, you can't see it, but I'm looking at a pile these, of fingernail listen, polish. Let me speak, please. Oh, you're right. All I told you. Can you see that? Speak. No, you can't. Stop. I, got, I know I can zoom in. We're, zo- we're trying to zoom in on the Guys, video portion of this. All my ladies will understand. I have those Color Street nail things on where they're like stickers, and all you have to do is pick them off. I'm going to throw it away. Raise your hand if you care. <laughs> no, I don't. Nobody you raised their hand. So, mean. so anyway, that's all we got today. So listen, make sure you tune in next week for Preaching Young episode ten. We made it to ten. I can't believe oh, we're, we're not there yet. Almost, don't jinx us. We're not to episode ten yet. I'm Aiden Groger. I'm Andrew Baker. I'm Brittany Fornash. I thought that was somebody knocking. <laughs> <laughs> this is Preaching Young. Our brother's supposed to get one a uh, jingle for us. I don't know when. You gotta sing us the jingle Bridget again. Young, I did a break it up. We're out. Hey guys, thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions about today's episode, you can send us an email over at preachingyoung, no caps, no spaces, at gmail.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with one of your friends. And we thank you from everyone here at Preaching Young.